the heart of art, scoping the Brussels Valley for the best artists and bringing them to your radio. Howdy, you land, and welcome back to the KMU Studios. My name is Hector Nino, and you're listening to the Heart of Art. Today, we have a very special show planned for you. We have an upcoming senior from Bryan High School here. Her name is Josie Bettis, and she is an actor with a focus on musical theater. And she received a perfect score at the Texas Thespian Festival, in which she competed in the solo musical performance. And she definitely qualified for the International Thespian Festival in Indiana University. And we talk about her inspirations, one of which includes her dad, uh, and how she plans to be the next Adina Menzel. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and then after her conversation, we will be revisiting my interview with Brent Maxwell, who is a former art teacher in the College Station ISD, so we get the other hand of the coin. Um, he is an oil painter with a focus on Texas nature. Now for our announcements, we have the University Art Galleries will be opening an exhibit titled Gaslighting, an Exploration of Light and Shadow. And this exhibit will be opening July 5th next week uh, at the Forsyth Gallery's room MSC 2428. And in modern museums, we see works with plenty of light and we can see all the little details in them. But this exhibit will lower and filter light to imitate how these works would have looked in their natural habitat or in their homes in the 19th and 20th centuries. And you will be able to compare that to the modern lighting. And I thought this was so interesting because I have never even thought about how different the lighting would be in their original times and and how the effect of an artwork changes because of it. Um, so definitely go and check this one out, opening July 5th at Forsyth Galleries. All right, let's start my interview with Josie Bettis. Hi, Josie. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm so excited for a conversation. And a, a little uh, more information about Josie. We were actually um, co-actors in a Willy Wonka show a couple years back, probably two years now. She was uh, Mrs. Bucket and I was Mr. Bucket. We were parents of Charlie Bucket. So it's so nice to see you again. And I'm so excited for this conversation we're about to have. Me too. I can't wait. All righty. Um, okay, so I like uh, going through the background of my guests before we go into the art of their uh, their choice. Um, so what was your last show that you've been on? My most previous show was SpongeBob the Musical at TTC. Okay, and how was that? That was so fun. I've, like The music was so inventive and different because it was all written by different artists. It was so cool. All right. And what part did you play? I was a sardine leader which is like, I'm like, I was like a featured ensemble. Okay, fun, fun. And yeah, you do all parts at the theater company. I've I've seen you do a plethora of of characters. So um, yeah, Josie not only does the main characters, but she's also in ensembles (laughs) and anywhere she can help, really. So where were you born? Where, Where did this theater bug start? I was, well, I was birthed in uh, Arlington, Texas. Okay. And there I decided, I the ripe age of five years old, I was like, let's do dance classes. Fun. And so I did like dance classes and gymnastics and I wasn't very good. I didn't pay attention very well, oh, no. but um, I had lots of fun. And I think that's pretty much where my, like, my love of performance started. Okay. So at five years old, you first started with the movements then, right? Mm-hmm. And how did you transition into acting? I 
I actually took a class at Expressions Dance Studio. Okay. And we did, it was a musical theater class where we did a number from Annie and a number from uh, Wizard of Oz. Ooh. And I was I was the Tin Man. Okay, and <laughs> fun. I was fabulous in my little tin tutu. Oh yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> you gotta have the tin tutu. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And what do you remember from that experience? Did did you fall in love with it as soon as you started, or how how was that? I remember being interested in it before I started the like. But I think that was my first like actual like performance experience like mm -hmm. i remember going out and like performing in front of a really big audience mm. like it was like a multi-level theater oh wow and i don't i don't remember what it was because i was like in like second grade or something but mm -hmm. it was it was really cool mm -hmm. okay and then how about the singing were you practicing that throughout the whole way or when did singing begin i I've been singing like my whole life. Mm -hmm. I my dad sings as yeah, he's so cool. Yes, I I know Rodney <laughs> as well. <laughs> he's a great singer. Yes. An actor. Um but being around him like just made me want to sing. Like mm -hmm. I've just been singing all the time. I sing all the time. All right, so it wasn't like an official beginning. It was just you've kind of always been doing it as mm -hmm. far as you can remember. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and speaking about your dad, I know he is the board, a board member at the theater company, mm -hmm. right? And, um, I mean, has that affected your love for theater, the fact that he became a board member? Um, not really. Hmm. Um, I just, the only difference is that he is just there for some meetings sometimes. Hmm. But him, like, doing theater at TTC with me has been super special. Mm-hmm. Would you say that dad is, your dad is a part of your inspiration for acting? Um, yes. Mm -hmm. My, the first show I ever auditioned for at TTC was My Fair Lady. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do it. I'm scared. And he was like, well, I'll go in audition with you. And oh. so he came in auditioned with me and I didn't get it, but he did. So, oh. <laughs> so that's, that's where his ult, that's when he like actually started acting and okay. doing all of that stuff. Oh, so it was when you were already born. Yeah. So he hasn't been doing it for a long time. He just, he's a newbie to this then. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's, that's awesome. Um, so apart from your dad, do you have any other inspirations, whether it be like a teacher or maybe like a famous actor that you really love? I've had some really great theater teachers and my choir teachers. They're amazing. Oh, okay. But um, two of the people that I have learned the most from, I think, is Mr. Jacoby. He's at Rayburn right okay. now. Mm -hmm. um, and he just, he brought this, like, love of theater, like, out of me. And, like, I just like the performing aspect and, like, the... I guess it's acting rather than like singing or dancing, like right. actual, like, yeah. And when did you take his class with Mr. Jacoby? Uh, when I was in sixth grade. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. And was that when one act started around then or were you part of one act? I was. Okay. Um, we had our one act and it was called This is a Test. Ooh. And I was the mean bully. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's always fun playing a mean character. Yeah. All right. And... Um, well, I, I'm glad that you brought up the the choir because I was wondering, 
how do you, how do you split up your time between choir and theater and everything else you're involved in? Well, that's a really good question <laughs> because I, well, choir, my teachers uh, have been doing, they do a really good job at like, they take advan- full advantage of the choir class. Hmm. So we just do, we don't really have any after school like rehearsals unless we have like a show coming up then we have one the day before. Hmm. That's great. <laughs> so you pretty much, you do it during your class. You practice during your class and mm-hmm. no extra time is needed then. Yeah. Okay, that's good. So it doesn't take away from your time with theater at all. <laughs> yeah. Great, great. <laughs> All right, you guys, we will be going on a quick break, but do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Okay, so let's talk about the perfect score at the Texas Thespian Festival. What does the rubric look like? What are the judges looking for to in your performance? Well, we have we have to slate, and that's like my name, what I'm from, and like yeah, and then mm-hmm. um, and we have to have a seamless transition from our slate into our like song or uh, monologues or whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they look for acting, singing technique, singing ability. Um, if you stay in character the whole time, if you make awkward eye contact with them at any point. Oh, yeah. And then seamlessly transitioning out of it to say thank you at the end. Wow. Okay. So it seems like very technical <laughs> works here. Um, and how did you practice for this competition and what did you perform? Um... The first year, uh, my sophomore year, I did So Big, So Small from Mm. Dear Evan Hansen. And I, we actually, that year we auditioned to go to the festival, which Mm. was really cool. Um, And we had a show, we had a showcase of like, hey, these are our kids going to Thespians, come and support. And it was all, it was really fun. And it was Mm. good to like, practice in front of an audience before we had to go in front of the three scary judges right yeah I bet the practice is is the best way where where do you practice the most is it like in your room or is it like on an actual stage what would you say I practice the most in the shower in the shower okay (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, that's a very popular place for people to practice their (laughs) their singing (laughs) definitely do you still get nervous before a performance or or like how do you forget that the audience is there I I get really nervous whenever it's like a different space. Hmm. I've, I haven't been on a different stage in a really long time, but I remember the first time I went on like the Brian Pack stage, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many more seats than there are at TTC. I was like, "Uh oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that definitely gets the nerves going when you see Mm -hmm. the big audience. (laughs) 
Oh, yes. I was wondering what um, your involvement with theater and how that has changed other aspects of your life, whether it be maybe like your confidence or how have you seen it play out in other aspects? Yeah. Um, well, before I was like in love with theater, I was really big into like drawing and graphic design. Okay. And that's what I thought that I was going to do for the rest of my life. Wow. Okay. But, um... Then I started doing theater and I started performing and I really fell in love with that. And I love like, I love being able to like create something that people get to watch and like really enjoy. Mm -hmm. It's like, I like to think of it as like sitting down with like a really good book. Mm. Like, like you can like envision all of the characters around you, but I get to do that like in front of you. Like I get to. And I think that's really cool. Right. I mean, because, yeah, I, mean, I like that idea about you're, that you're reading a book that you usually see the images happening in your head. But in the theater uh, setting, you don't have to imagine it. It's like mm-hmm. right in front of you. So you're creating a world for the audience in a way. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love that. Um, have you always been this flamboyant and this talkative or has, has theater affected that a little? I... I used to be a little bit more shy, but mm-hmm. as I've gotten older and as people have been like, oh, well, you're really cool. I like hanging out with you. I'm like, well, maybe I am cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, this might be like a little deep of a conversation, but um, why do you act or what does it do to you or for the audience? It's, it's just such like a, I guess it's magical in a way. Like, I feel theater just feels so personal, especially whenever it's on, like, in person rather than, like, on, like, the screen. Because mm-hmm. you can you can interact with the audience. Like, they, they give you the applause. They give, like, they go, woo! That was awesome! Right, yeah. The energy. Mm-hmm. They, it's reciprocated as well. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So how do you tackle a character when when you are given one? Um, what do you analyze within the character that you can portray? Um, I really like to. Well, one, it, this all comes after like memorization because if you've got the book, you're not really like performing. Right. Mm-hmm. At least that's what my director used to say. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite exercises that we've been doing recently is we walk around the space and then you go from your regular walk into your how you feel like your character would walk so like if your character is driven by love or passion they would lead with maybe like their chest Mm. if they are super smart and hypercritical or like what whatever that word is self-conscious or yeah then -hmm. they would lead with like their head or if they're like Mm. go with the flow like I just want to go, go, go. Maybe they would lead with like their feet. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's such a cool concept and you can mess with like how they, like it's mainly like you want to like embody mm-hmm. the person that you're playing. Not only the person, but also the motivation, I would yeah. say, right? Mm-hmm. The motivation that that person is, mm-hmm. right? Um, who has been your favorite character to play? Oh, no. <laughs> there's, uh, there's so many. There's so many. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of my favorite, one of the best opportunities I've had was I was a freshman in high school and I played Juror 8 and 12 Angry Jurors. And that was, that's like the big main one. And I was like 
what? And it was for our one act competition, which is like our big UIL, like super competitive. Yeah. Um, and being able, like the director I had at the time, his name was Jacob Justice. And he just, he has this way of like getting you to be in character like all the time. And he notices all of like your habits. Like my habit would be to like, I'd be all like frustrated and I would slap my legs and then all of the tension in my body would go away. And I didn't know that I did that until he was like, Josie, stop hitting your legs. I'm like, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Those teachers really, really pull through, make some miracles Mm in there. Um, What advice do you have for someone who's thinking about joining a theater or community theater but is a little scared to, to start off um it's really it's just about making the jump because theater people we are scary but we're super nice mm-hmm. at least i like to think we are yeah <laughs> especially at like ttc or a place like that like mm-hmm. if a if you're going to a place with like higher competition then i would i i don't know about that because i I've only been in high school in community theater, right. <laughs> but um, it's just take the leap. I know it's scary, but like, just go for it. It'll be super fun and you won't regret it. I promise. Right. And there's a, a great support system at the over at the theater company. Mm-hmm. I know that when I was a part of a production there, yeah, I felt so welcomed. And mm-hmm. even if I did mess up, I knew exactly what to do to be better next time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, everyone was just so supportive and awesome. So <laughs> yeah, definitely take the leap. Ooh, do you have a, a college or university that you're looking towards going into that applies to your interests? I actually just finished a college interview Okay. Um, with Nebraska Wesleyan College. All right. Um, and that was super cool. They're a private college in Nebraska. It's mm-hmm. like the second biggest city in Nebraska okay. out of the big cities in nebraska all the cities (laughs) all the cities um but they are very like it's just so cool Mm -hmm. like i can't believe that i'm old enough to go to college right it's exciting (laughs) isn't it (laughs) and i mean why specifically nebraska was there something about their program that you liked um they offer a bfa in musical theater and that's one of the main things that i'm looking for Um, Lots of places offer like a BA, which is Bachelor in Arts, but a BFA is really, it's like a, it's like the more intense version of that. Okay. Like Mm -hmm. a BA, you still take like, I'll call them regular classes. Like you'll still have to take like the basic like math and science and stuff. Right. But a BFA is like just doing that, like just theater. Right. And that's what you want to do, just theater. Just theater. <laughs> right. That's it. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, going to what you love, of course. I wanted to ask whether, I know you say just theater, but would you ever consider going into screen acting? Is that on the view at all? Um, well, my goal is to be like Adina Menzel and Ooh. start like a star on Broadway. And then like, maybe I'll do Elsa. Maybe I'll be in TV shows. Okay. That's that's my goal. All right. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Who knows if it'll happen, but. (laughs) I love that. I mean, you definitely are taking the right steps towards achieving that (laughs) because with a perfect score at at a Texas competition, like, come on. Um, Okay. So I know 
you participated in the International Thespian Festival last year, mm-hmm. right? Um, and how did that go? That was really cool. Mm-hmm. We went to Indiana University in Bloomington, and it was it was a beautiful campus, and there were just there were so many like professionals. And you could tell that the people who were judging you were also professionals and like really good at their jobs because at Texas, there's so many people at the Texas convention. They kind of just take whoever is there to judge. Mm -hmm. Um, But at Indiana, it's like a third the size of like the one Texas convention. Mm. So, yeah, there's like we had like 3000 people at the. Oh, the Texas um, one. The right? Texas one, and then there was like a thousand at the international one. Oh wow! <laughs> it was like it was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, yeah, it, the competitions in Texas are always like so much easier than the national mm-hmm. competitions because they're just huge. But I mean, the international one also had like six countries in there, right? Yes. <laughs> so there was like world people from all over the world. It was crazy. That's amazing. <laughs> it was. It was so. It was. It was such a wonderful place to learn and like. Oh, it just, it was so cool. I bet. Yeah, so exhilarating. What is something about the art of theater that you'd like our audience to know that maybe we haven't talked about yet? Um. <laughs> Putting on the spot here. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the friends you make. Because mm-hmm. no matter what, you'll always have at least one thing in common with the people that you meet in theater. And that mm-hmm. is their love of theater. Mm-hmm. Like, and... Like, you will always have, like, those people will, like, remember you, like, after Willy Wonka. And they'll come and say, hey, you want to do this interview? And I'll be like, yeah, that's so cool. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Well, uh, Josie, thank you so much for stopping by. This uh, conversation was was so much fun. And I learned so much. I, I can't wait to see what the future holds for you. I'm so excited for you. And we're rooting for you here in College Station. Thank you. Now we'll be revisiting my interview with Brent Maxwell, former art teacher and oil painter. Howdy, Aggieland, and welcome back to the KME Studios. My name is Hector Nino, and you're listening to The Heart of Art. Today in the studio, we have a very special show planned for you. Uh, We have a guest here. His name is Brent Maxwell, and he is mainly an oil painter on canvas with a focus on Texas nature. And if you'd like to check out his work, you can go to jbmaxwellart.com while we're having this discussion. And that's jbmaxwellart.com. So, hi, Brent. How are you today? Hey, Edgar, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Of course. And actually, uh, an important detail is that, that Brent actually just told me about is that he was a teacher to Shelby Lancaster, who was early on in the show. So that's an interesting little detail that I hope we get to talk about a little more. Um, but here on the show, I'd like to go through the background of my guests before we start. So I know that you're a native Texan, born in Corpus Christi, but where were you raised? Uh, I grew up in Odessa, Texas. Right. It's way out there. Was that where you started your art career? Like, um, did yes. you have any important teachers in Odessa that really led the way for you to become an artist? Yeah, I uh, started, you know, like a lot of kids, you know, drawing cartoons and things like that. Mm-hmm. Drew airplanes and submarines and all that sort of thing, trying to get the perspective. Uh, did a lot of cartoons for people that, uh, you know, had some funny incident they wanted illustrated. And I said, yeah, sure. Um, but uh, I actually started in uh, college, Odessa College. Barry Phillips was an uh, instructor I had out there, Delmos Hickmott. 
and they were both very good. And uh, they encouraged me and challenged me. And, you know, I, I did pretty well in their drawing classes. And uh, they, it, it became where I like to be more than other classes. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of self-selected uh, into art class. Yeah, you felt yourself gravitating more towards yeah. those. Yeah. So would you say that um, being in college is that moment that you realized that you wanted to do this for your life? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was. at Odessa College. Uh, Odessa College, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want to be like that guy, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the art... Uh, kind of developed you kind of develop your skills and get better at it and go you know I can do this you know mm-hmm. yeah I know that you focus on nature mm-hmm. what was that place that got you hooked on nature and you wanted to paint that that would be um, Cathedral Mountain that's out south of uh, Alpine Texas and we have uh, my wife and I have friends who um, own a ranch out there and take out there and there's this mountain it's called Cathedral Mountain. And uh, as mountains go, it's not a, a really big mountain. But anywhere you go on that ranch, that mountain is looking over your shoulder. And um, it has a very unique look to it, almost almost an identifiable face. And it's the, the people that own the ranch, uh, there's three siblings that uh, own the ranch, uh, they're really proud of, you know, their access to this mountain. And so they were nice enough to let me have access to it. So they, you know, drive me all over. That mountain is different. Every time the sun is different, the mountain is different. Um, you know, clouds make it different. Everything, everything about it is different. I have painted this mountain 10 times so far. Wow. I will probably paint it, I'd say, at least five or six times more or more. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that. You know, I also, you know, like to paint our good old prickly pear and things like that. Uh, that's, you know, you're Texan, you got to do prickly pear. Right. You know? Yeah, I saw that you had like a whole um, section on your website for the Cathedral Mountain, and <laughs> there was plenty to see there. It's a, it's a really neat mountain, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's kind of interesting because you know course i'm not the first artist to paint cathedral mountain it's been going on for you know 150 years i guess um it's interesting to see works um by artists that you can find in the you know texas art project that's you know what's going on here at Mm a&m you'll find uh some artists that uh have painted this uh, mountain a few times and uh, I, I like to think of my connection to these artists um, just because I can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. All right. And I was curious about your artistic process um, from, like, the conception of an idea to the finished product. How, how do you get to that? Do you use a picture or do you paint live? Oh, I definitely use picture, photograph. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will... Uh, more often these days, I will actually project the things and then paint them, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm, uh, you know, I get it down to uh, where I like to really do a lot of detail work on the, the paintings. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, uh, they're really nice to look at in person, and I, I would really uh, encourage you to do that. In fact, 
Uh, I've got six showing over at the uh, Lakewalk Gallery next to Stella Hotel. I'd, I'd encourage you to go look at them. They're, they're, they're pretty darn nice if I do say so. Yeah, yeah I mean, live art is always better <laughs> than, yeah, than yeah. a screen for sure. Yeah. All right, you guys, that is our show. Thank you so much to Josie Bettis for stopping by, as well as her dad, Rodney Bettis, for driving her to the KMU studios. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed, and I hope you have a great Fourth of July weekend. Make sure to tune in next week. I'm Hector Nino, and you've been listening to The Heart of Art, a production of 90.9 KMU-FM. You can find all of our shows anytime at kamu.tamu.edu.